The Productive Woman, Episode 107. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me in this episode. I hope you're going to enjoy my conversation with entrepreneur, podcaster, wife, and mom, Jessica Rhodes. You'll find additional information about Jessica and links to the resources she recommends and the ways you can connect with her online in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 107. And now let's get right into my conversation with Jessica. I am so pleased to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Jessica Rhodes. Jessica is the founder and CEO of Interview Connections, which is the premier guest booking agency for podcasters and guest experts. She's also the host of a very popular weekly web TV show, also called Interview Connections TV. And she's the host or co-host of a couple of excellent podcasts, which I'll, I'll list in the show notes. You'll see her bio there. In addition to that, she does public speaking on a variety of topics, and she's married and the proud mom to a very busy toddler named Nathan and his baby sister, Lucy, both of whom are absolutely adorable because I see them on Facebook all the time. (laughs) She is basically just a busy woman like the rest of us, and I've really been looking forward to talking with her about how she manages to do what she does. And so welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. Well, I'm I'm really glad that you were able to carve the time out of all the stuff that you do <laughs> to, uh, I, to chat with me. Yeah, I, I escaped to my office. <laughs> I had almost thought maybe I'll maybe I'll take my microphone and record at home. But I mean, I just if I knew that if I went home, their mommy would be home and mommy could help with bedtime. And it's like I had to just yeah. stay here where it's quiet. <laughs> I want to get into some of the things that you're doing and, um, you know, some of the tips and suggestions you might have. But for the listeners who might not be in the podcasting world, those of us in the podcasting world know who you are, but Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of my listeners might not. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. I mean, I gave a little bit of an intro, but... Yeah. um, I am a business owner. My business is called interviewconnections.com. And uh, essentially, we are an agency. We book guests for podcasters. And a lot of our clients are entrepreneurs and experts, um, authors, and we get them booked for interviews. So it's sort of like a PR agency that just focuses on the podcasting space. I started that three years ago. My first venture into being a business owner was a virtual assistant business because I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom when I was pregnant with Nathan. And so I started by doing virtual assistant work. Uh, My dad was my first client and he's a business owner. And so I started just by doing whatever tasks he needed me to do, you know, virtually, whether it was checking links on his website or kind of categorizing all of his videos for his web TV show. And as I learned more about marketing and saw, you know, I was booking him for interviews on podcasts. That's when my kind of entrepreneurial bug kind of bit me. <laughs> and I had a light bulb moment around something that I could do with the podcasting space. Um, so that's when I kind of launched Interview Connections and took my business from going to 
you know, one-on-one by the hour, you know, independent contractor type work to having a business with a team and people that work for me. So it's interesting how that can work, that you start out in one area kind of being a, a Jill of all trades almost, mm-hmm. but you, it, it doesn't take very long for a person to sort of find out where their skills and their interests coincide. Yeah, definitely. And that was really the key is doing work that interested me and that I could feel excited about because my work before I started my business and before I had my kids, I was working for a nonprofit called Clean Water Action. I had Nathan when I was 25. So from the age of 19 through 25, I was working at a nonprofit called Clean Water. And so I really, really loved that. All of my work in my adult life, all my professional work has always been stuff that I really enjoy doing and that I like doing. So it was never going to be an option for me to just do the thing that made the most money. You know, I had to really like it. I had to feel really, you know, not necessarily passionate, but really interested and motivated to do the work. It makes a huge difference, doesn't it? It really, really does. I mean, there, like, there's obviously a lot of ways I could be making more money. (laughs) There's always ways we can make more money. But I think that if you don't like what you're doing and you don't feel motivated by it, it's really hard to get up in the morning and go to work and leave your kids, you know, like you've got to really like what you're doing if you're going to be a working mom. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking that when my kids were younger, if I was going to not be with my family, I better really find what I was doing to be worthwhile, find it interesting mm-hmm. or worthwhile in some way to leave my babies behind, leave my husband behind and go spend, mm-hmm. you know, chunks of my day somewhere else. Yeah. Well, obviously you have a lot of stuff going on. I mean, owning your own business takes time, it takes energy, it takes attention. Doing the other things that you do because you, you've got a couple of different podcasts that, that you host or co-host. And so I want to talk about some of the practical ways that you do all that. But I think it's helpful for us to have a little bit of context for the kinds of things that a person does to stay productive so we can sort of see how it maybe fits into our life. So could you tell us maybe just briefly, if there is such a thing, what a typical day might be like for you? Sure. Now, my typical days, we just had this big transition in our family where we went from having a nanny who came to our house and watched our kids like 30 hours a week to this is the second week now that they're in a preschool daycare scenario. So right now, my typical day is uh, we wake up (laughs) like around six, seven in the morning and we just family time for about two hours. Um, And that's the time that, you know, we try to not be checking email or like I try to, you know, this morning I'm like, all right, I consciously, I need to be sitting on the floor with my kids playing because it's really easy for me to slip into, okay, I'm here, but, you know, look at my phone or look at my computer. So now that my kids are going to preschool daycare, I am really looking at the time that I'm home and just saying, okay, stop. Like you need to be with them, <laughs> not just physically mm-hmm. in the same room, but like on their level. So yeah, in the morning, uh, for about two hours in the morning, we're just playing, we're eating breakfast, family time. My husband works from home. So we're like, we're all home in the morning. And then our the school that they go to is across the street from us. I mean, it could not be in a better location. So nice. we walk them to school and like, we never drive. Even if I'm like going to work after that, I don't drive. I walk them and then I come back and I get the car and then I go to work. So we bring them to school around nine and then I go to my office. And about a year ago, I decided to take my 
work outside the home and rent an office space a couple miles away. My husband then moved to a work from home job and our house is not big. So (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'll work outside the home now. And so I drive to my office and I work pretty much a full day, depending on my husband and I's work schedules are, he might pick up the kids or I might pick up the kids and there we pick them up anywhere between four or five, depending on, you know, if we're both super, super busy, we'll pick them up around five, but we try to get them, you know, closer to four because it's hard to have them there a full day when we were just used to having them like home all the time. So, you know, it's kind of a hard transition, but they're getting a lot better every day. The teachers say, oh, they did so well today. So <laughs> that's getting better. Um, yeah. And so then I come home for five and it's back to family time. That sounds very similar in some ways to just somebody like me who has, you know, I'm not self-employed. I'm uh, one lawyer at a very large firm, but I get up in the morning and I go to the office, I work, and then I come home. I mean, that's an interesting point because a lot of, you know, friends of mine that are self-employed business owners and entrepreneurs, especially with a virtual um, business, you know, and what my life looked like a year ago, two years ago was, you know, working from home, very flexible schedule and my schedule is still flexible, but I think I've purposefully, and we're talking about how to be productive. I made it so my business was in an office and I have a schedule and I come here and I work, you know, that nine to five hours because that's what keeps my my work separate from my family life. And that was really, really key for me to make that transition and to get it out of the house because when I was working from home and, you know, worked a couple hours here and then I was with the kids for a little bit, worked another couple of hours, I felt like I was never fully present in any one space. You know, checking emails when the kids are right there. I I don't like when I do that. <laughs> like, I don't like myself as a mom when I'm trying to multitask and do business at the same time. So by really just trying to embody the the working mom life that like I go to an office during the day and mommy goes to work, I think helps me be more productive at work and helps me be better as a mom and as a wife at home. You know, I've had a lot of conversations both with guests on the show and then just friends, you know, female friends in various walks of life. And although for those of us who have an office job, there's a lot of times this romanticized notion of what it would be like to control your schedule and work Mm -hmm. from home and do all these things. But from what I hear, one of the challenges of that is that delineation between work and, Mm -hmm. and personal life and how easy it is to just keep working into the night because it's not like when you're doing that, you get in a car and you go home and your day's done. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I was at the beach for two weeks. My husband's side of our family does a two-week beach vacation every summer. And some people go, oh man, you're at the beach for two weeks. Well, I was working every day for mm-hmm. a couple of hours while the cousins and other family members, they were there and they were off. They're not looking at their phones. They're not looking at their email. They're not taking, you know, looking to see if they missed a call from a potential client or a current client or something like that. So don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a reason I chose to be a business owner is because there is flexibility. I mean, I can travel and I don't have to, you know, ask anyone for time off. But that means that when I usually am, when I'm traveling, I'm usually also still on the clock, like all the time. So there's definitely pros and cons to it. No doubt about it. And I think that's true of any mm-hmm. any choices we make, but that's you know part of part of making a 
a life that matters, as we talk about mm-hmm. on the show, or being, you know, being a productive woman is owning those choices. Yes. You make the choices and you, and you do so intentionally and with mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah, absolutely. So every person's life is a little bit different and presents different challenges as far as staying productive, getting things done that really matter to them. For some of us, the challenge is just managing our calendar and and getting where we're supposed to be at the right time. For some, it's managing all the stuff and dealing with clutter. For a lot of women, one of the challenges is being able to say no. What would you say uh, are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life? Oh, um, I would say it's, it's the constant making sure that my husband and I are always on the same page with what's going on. I mean, I have learned that that is with us both traveling a fair amount for both of our work and not having family in the area who can do childcare for us, you know, on more than a, you know, we've got a a nanny in the area that we can call and that can help out and neighbors, but you know, our, my parents, his parents are not around. So if one of us are going to be traveling, we always have to check with the other one. And, uh, I think that's the, that's probably the biggest challenge is managing two very career, you know, having two very career oriented parents in the house and, uh, just balancing that. How do you do that? Do you have, do you have regular meetings? Yeah, do you have so, shared calendars? I mean, yeah, what's, okay. what's your so process? We share our Google calendars. So we share our Google calendars and the process is that when we add a trip or a conference, I mean, before we commit to a travel or, you know, an event that we have to travel to, we check with the other person first, but usually they're non-negotiables. Like I travel pretty much to the conferences I have to go to and he travels for work and he has to. So we pretty much always go where we're going to go. And then if we realize there's any conflicts, that's when we figure out, okay, how are we going to make it work? We each have our own Google calendars and then we share our events. My husband always says, if it's not in writing, it doesn't happen. If it's not in writing, (laughs) it didn't happen. He's a lawyer too. I I don't know if that's Uh. a lawyer... But if it's not a rating, it doesn't happen. So I could tell him verbally at the breakfast table, but I have to, I have to email it to him. So we add it to our (laughs) Google calendars. We add the other person to the event. And that way they get an email that says, you know, James has added you to this event and so on. And I realized that, you know, just recently we realized that in two weeks, I'm going to Philadelphia for the podcast Mid-Atlantic conference. And he has an ultimate Frisbee tournament. And we're like, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm speaking at this conference. I can't like cancel two weeks before it. And he's like, I committed to this tournament, you know, five months ago. And so we realized that we made it work that he, while it's an all day weekend event, he's still sleeping at home. So it's like, okay, we'll call Carol, our old nanny. She'll love to see the kids again. So we're going to, he's going to drop them off early in the morning and they're going to be there all day. But I mean, it's crazy. We have to, you know, this week we're, uh, Jamie and I are going to Los Angeles for a friend's wedding and we couldn't get anyone to come to Rhode Island to stay with the kids for the whole week. (laughs) So Hmm. we are driving five hours from Rhode Island to Pennsylvania leaving my kids with my parents. And then we're flying from Philadelphia to Los Angeles and then back from Los Angeles to Philadelphia, picking up our kids and then driving back to Rhode Island. So, I mean, that is definitely the biggest challenge. It's just like, yeah, managing all of that. But there's just a lot of coordinating, emailing, Google calendars. It's just crazy. But I'm amazed at how harmonious it has been considering how crazy it is. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, I think I've said for many years that the key to success as a woman is choosing wisely whom you marry Mm -hmm. and and picking a guy who's willing to do that work with you to make those things work out. Somebody who gets you, who gets and supports what's important to you and and doesn't say, well, yeah, you can do what you want, but figure out what you're going to do with the kids. I hope there aren't a lot of guys like that, you know, that kind anymore, but I, I know I couldn't do. I mean, I'm in, um, I've done many, a lot of new moms groups in my area. So I've, and I've just been surprised at, cause my husband is, you know, we are co-parents. He's like, he's just super good with the kids. He's a really, really involved dad, but I've had friends over the past few years who it's not like that. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. the mom is the, you know, the, the mom, the wife, she is the one who does the kids and the dad's the one that makes the money. And so I guess there are, you know, there's obviously different families and different marriages and everyone has to do what works for them. But I feel very blessed and very thankful that I have a husband who does totally support my career and my business ambitions. But we also both are really committed to being very involved as parents, that it's not like, okay, one of us is the business working one and the other one is more with the kids. Like we both try to be equally with kids and in our work. And that does take a lot of um, willingness to cooperate and to work through those things and to talk about it. And 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 compromise too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, compromise is, is, is really big. I mean, this, this weekend that I talked about where there was that potential who's going to have to cancel. And I was thinking, I was starting to think, all right, am I going to have to back out of this conference? You know, but I mean, we worked it out and just not being afraid to ask for help too, because there was no way I was, we couldn't get anyone to come up here. Nobody was available, but you know, I'm like, let's ask Carol. Like she was our nanny for two and a half years and she was thrilled. She's like, yes, I would love to have your kids the whole weekend. So people want to help, but you have to, you have to reach out and ask for it. You know, I think that's such a good point. Uh, and a good thing to remember a lot of us, whether we are professional women or business owners or some combination of, you know, I think the kind of women who tend to listen to this show are the kind who are very self-sufficient and, you know, going to get things done. And I don't know how much of it is, well, we don't want to ask for help or we just, it never occurs to Mm -hmm. us to ask for help. We just do it all. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can, I can relate to that. You always, you want to figure, you just want to figure it out, but it's, it's, it's a very comforting feeling when you do realize, oh, wow this person can help and they want to help. And this friend can, you know, as we have, Jamie and I are going to uh, actually a workshop to learn about homeschooling (laughs) and (laughs) it's, you know, 630, 830. And they say, you know, you can bring your kids, but it's really better if you don't. And so I I asked my friend Heather, I was like, well, it's right near her house. I said, Hey, can I drop the kids off with you? And she's got two kids too. And I'm like, she going to want to have four crazy little kids running around. And she's like, Oh, definitely. I'm like, she probably didn't think twice, but I'm thinking, oh, I don't know. It's going to be a pain. It's going to be, you know, inconvenience. But she was so willing to help and wanted to. And she's like, great. All the kids will just entertain themselves. So it worked out well for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. And so I, I think that's a good lesson to keep in mind that we need to be more okay with asking for help and realizing, I mean, from my perspective, I, I love it when somebody asks for my help. I I want to help. I want to help. Exactly. Yeah. 
And so why do we think that, it, do we think we're better than the other mm -hmm. people that they won't want to help us? But in this day and age, in a time when a lot of people are like you, where you don't have family down the street mm -hmm. or, you know, even in the same town, it's not like generations past when whole extended families grew up in, you know, in the same area and you had your mom there or his mom or mm -hmm. sisters or whatever. Yeah. It, it's not, it's not like that for a lot of us right. anymore. Yeah. It's really, really different. <laughs> um, yeah. I think about how, oh man, wouldn't it be so great if like our whole family was around? I'm like, well, then all my friends, I've got friends here who their whole family is around and they're like, oh man, wouldn't it be so great if you, if our family just came in for the weekend and then they left for two months? Yeah. Oh, there are Grass pluses is always greener. That's right. That's right. I want to talk about, because you mentioned how hands-on your husband is, how both of you want to be very involved parents. One outgrowth of that is some a relatively new undertaking of yours that I want to talk about just a little bit. And that's the, the new podcast that you and your husband launched mm -hmm. just this summer. Talk about that a little bit. I would love bit. to talk about that. Um, yeah, it's called The Parenting Roads. And the motivation for this podcast is not like any other motivation for podcasting that I kind of do in my business. I really want to homeschool. And I've talked with you, Laura, about this because you homeschooled. I really want to homeschool. Jamie is totally not really sure. He really likes the pub, you know, he likes public school. Like he thinks it's a great thing. If it were, if the system were better, he thinks it's a great thing, but he's like committed to it as, as his, my father-in-law is a public school teacher. So we had been talking about it and we were getting to this point where our conversations were turning into more of debates. Like we were kind of going head to head and I'm so committed. Like I just want to do it so much. And he's so kind of like, I'm not really sure that I started getting frustrated. I'm like, how are you not agreeing with me? I'm making such convincing <laughs> points. I don't understand. And he's like, I don't know. Like Nathan's three and a half. Like we don't need to make this decision right now. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, how do you not agree with me? And, <laughs> and, and we were just kind of like, there was, you know, one night I remember it was the night of the game of Thrones season finale, or was it the series? It was a finale. And we just kind of, fought. And I was like, I have to go to bed because I can't talk to you about this right now. And then he was watching Game of Thrones. And I realized, like, I remember the tip you always get, like, don't go to bed angry. So I wrote him a note and left it on his pillow because I couldn't talk to him. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I'll try to be more open-minded. Then I said to him the next day, I said, hey, do you want to start a podcast where we talk about because we had kind of been toying with the idea. He really likes listening to podcasts and had kind of talked about doing one with his brother. So I knew that he wanted to do one as a hobby. And I'm like, this will give us a, a place where we can talk about it and have some rules of engagement, knowing that people are going to be listening. We could go into these conversations with kind of an, like an agenda and a structure. And I also know that there's so many other parents and people that have young kids that are thinking about this stuff among many other things. Like as a young parent, there's just so many questions and things you're not sure about. And there's a lot of spouses that don't always agree on everything and that are trying to have these conversations. So between that and just wanting a hobby with my husband of something that we can do together, that's, you know, it's like you parent, you do your work and maybe you have a date night once every six months. <laughs> like, like it'll be nice to, you know, have something where we can do together. So 
We just dove right into it. My brother-in-law and his girlfriend were in town, so we interviewed them. And the first few episodes really were about the homeschooling question. And our latest episode, we talked about something different because we realized, once again, the conversation around homeschooling was just getting too much of a debate. You know, the family members that we were interviewing and the two of us were just like just too much head to head. It was just turning into too much of an argument. I'm like, okay, this isn't, they just need to talk about something different. But it is really fun to have something that I'm doing with Jamie and just to talk about different parenting topics because it's just life. I kind of look at it as an audio journal, actually. I'm really not employing a lot of the marketing tips that I teach and that I do with all my other shows. Like it's really, I, I, I'm thrilled to have people listen to it, but it's really something that we do for us. <laughs> well, and and I just think it's a great idea to to talk about those things. And, and you're absolutely right. Young parents, I, I mean, my kids are all grown now, but I remember what it was like. Everything, every decision you make seems so important. Mm-hmm. And there's c- conflicting opinions and advice about anything you want to do with your kids. And so to have this as, a, a, I guess, you know, an honest, a, a resource for other parents who are thinking through these things, mm-hmm. uh, but an honest discussion about it and not coming at it as we're, we're the experts exactly. who got it figured out. We're, we're just fellow travelers yeah. trying to f- sort these issues out. I'm glad that you said that because that's one thing that we're not doing. We're not going on and saying, here's what you should do. And like, we're the experts because we're totally not. Like we are two young parents. We've got a a three-year-old. We have a one-year-old. We're trying to figure things out. We're two very, you know, we're both opinionated. Like we're both, (laughs) my mom, my mom and dad always kind of laugh at, just kind of laugh at, not laugh at us, but you know, recognize the fact that in some marriages and relationships, the wife or maybe the husband, somebody is more submissive or, uh, something like that. And like Jamie and I are not like, neither one of us are like that. Like we're both, (laughs) I'm not going to let him tell me what to do. And he's also, you know, strongly opinionated as well. So I think it's makes for a good conversation, but yeah, I just think that it helps, you know, I just, I like podcasts that are, that are real and transparent Mm -hmm. and vulnerable because it helps bring, words to this conversation for people that might not be as, uh, as much of a talker. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's great. I, I remember when you first were talking Mm -hmm. about it on Facebook, I thought that's such a great idea. I, I, I've actually uh, talked with my husband about at at, at one point we were having some conversation about what we would have done differently, Mm -hmm. you know, because about some issue with our kids, because like I said, we have five kids and our youngest is 22 now. So I said, we need to start a podcast and we'd, we'll call it If I'd Known Then. <sighs> and we'll, we'll just talk through all oh, that stuff. So maybe yeah. someday we'll get, I'll get him to do that. But getting back yeah. to the productivity <laughs> thing. So, I mean, I just think it's, it, it's interesting that you are talking about that. I think it's such a great thing. But I'm also interested in the fact that you do this on top of Mm. your business and your other productions that you do related to your business. 
And so getting down to the nitty gritty yeah. of how you managed to get all that stuff done, do you have a, we've talked a little bit about your routine and, and that you work during the working mm-hmm. hours and then you go home. Do you have any particular tools that you like or resources that you recommend for people who maybe are in your stage of life and trying to do the kinds of things you're doing? You mentioned Google calendars, mm-hmm. which, which is a great resource. Anything else? Yeah. One that I really, really love. Well, first I'll just say in addition to Google calendar, just email. Uh, you know, I went to my, my best friend's bridal shower two weeks ago and at the bridal shower, they said, you know, write a, uh, a marriage you know, piece of advice for the bride. It's like a common thing at bridal showers. And my tip was, you know, if you're having a hard time communicating with your spouse, email them. And so obviously email, it's been around for a long time, but just a productivity tip, just emailing yourself, emailing your spouse, just get things in writing. You know, I was talking to somebody earlier today. She just started working for me actually, but it's her first time working from home. And her husband was kind of having a hard time like, yeah, but you know, you're home. Why aren't you doing the laundry? She's like, but I'm working. And I just said like, you've (laughs) got to communicate. You have to have those meetings. And sometimes that means, you know, emailing, but the resource and the little, the app that I really like is called Voxer. And they've been talking about a bunch on a show called She Podcast. I don't know if you listened to that, Laura, but Mm -hmm. it's basically a walkie talkie app where, you know, you could just kind of send quick voice messages to somebody. And you can also like, you know, write a a text or send a picture or a video. So it kind of has all of those functions in there. But it's really great because you can just quite like send quick messages to your spouse or to your kids or something like that or to your parents, whoever. And it's, you know, you're not texting and driving. And so I... I have just found that has been amazing for productivity because also, especially with communicating with team members or really anyone, what you could type in like five minutes, you can say in about two seconds. So Voxer. And this is called Voxer? Yeah, V-O-X-E-R. It's a free app. And is this iOS or? Uh, I have an iPhone, so it's I, I know it's iOS. It might also be Android. I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, it's a free app. I mean, look it up and it's everyone that I've told about who starts using it. They become like Voxer evangelists. They're telling everyone. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you. I mean, I told Jessica Kupferman and Elsie Escobar from She Podcast, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard them talk about it on She Podcast. <laughs> I just love it. So it's, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to recommend that. <laughs> Well, I'll, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to check that one out. It sounds like uh, it could be a really useful tool. I mean, communication is everything that, these yeah, days. Yeah, that's kind of like yeah. the theme of all my productivity. It's just communication, yeah. communication. If you're going to be yeah. productive, you just you have to be communicating with everyone else that's going to affect your productivity. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that, uh, the question I ask every guest on, on the productive woman and it's turned into, it's certainly my favorite question, but it's turned into a lot of listeners, favorite questions. I I learned something every time and it's sort of a two-parter. And so the question is with all the stuff you have going on and the systems you have in place and the routines, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you get completely stressed out and overwhelmed And if so, what do you do to get back on track? Yeah. I mean, those days definitely happen. You know, kids get sick, like stuff happens and your whole day gets thrown off. And honestly, that's when I just step away, you know, cancel calls, like basically do a call out sick moment. (laughs) And, you know, there have been times I can think of even in those moments, I, 
you know, it's not a call out sick in your home, but like if, uh, you know, before when we had our nanny, it's like you still have that childcare, like still just take time alone. I think that's when your, your body and the universe and God is telling you, you need a break. And it's okay to just take a break because you will be so much more productive if you take a break. Because when you're burning the midnight oil and you're, and you're working late and you're just killing yourself over getting stuff done, sometimes if you just step away and like, you know, I live in Rhode Island, so I'm near the water. But wherever you are, <laughs> you know, go to the mountains, the lake, the beach. Just go somewhere and clear your head and have some alone time because I think that's the thing that all women moms can relate to is we don't really have a lot of alone time and self-care is probably the end of our priority list. And so that's what I try to remember is if I'm just like totally losing it, I just try to, you know, cancel my calls, call out, go, you know, get my nails done, go to get a haircut, go to the water and just look at the bay. Um, so that's, that's what I do. Yeah. I mean that, I think that's so wise and it, it's a theme through this show. I think, all of us need to be reminded of that, that it's okay to take care of ourselves. And it, not just okay, it's it's mandatory. We really have to. And to also, I mean, not to beat the communication drum again, but to be sure to, you know, clearly tell the people around you, your family, your your husband, your spouse, I I need to I need some alone time right now. Like I need to yeah. I need to go do this and I need you to do this. I need you to be with the kids tonight. That's really clear because, you know, if you're married to a man, men don't read between the lines. Like you need to be pretty clear with them with what you want. Like you need to talk very directly. So talk directly, tell your spouse, tell your partner what you need from them in order to get what you need. Yeah. It, it's so funny. In the early years of our marriage, and, and as I've said, I, we were very young when we got married. We were 18 when we got married and 20 when we had our first child. And so to the extent we've grown up at all, we, we grew up together. But in the early years, I really... I really bought into that. Well, if he loved me, he'd know what I need. Mm, yeah. And you know what? They just don't. They don't. <laughs> No, nobody, I, I, I didn't, and in fairness to me, I, I've told a couple of my clients, I missed the mind reading class in law school. Yes. I wasn't there that week, <laughs> you know, and we need to remember that about the people in our lives, whether it's our spouse, our kids, the people that work with us or for us, they can't read our minds. And if we don't tell them what we need, they're not going to know. Yeah. And we certainly aren't going to get what we need if we don't ask for it. And I think that's a really important thing to remember that it's, that it, it's necessary and it's okay. It's, it's okay to need something and it's okay to ask for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Totally agree. Well, what is on the horizon for you, Jessica? You've got you know, busy, busy business. Mm -hmm. You've got your podcast that you do, your TV, you know, your internet TV mm -hmm. thing, which I just love watching <laughs> that. I learn something every time. Any, any events coming up, any new products yeah. coming out or anything that folks might be interested in? Well, um, I'm just about 
almost finished my book, which is called Rock the Podcast from both sides of the mic. So that'll be out soon. So if people are interested in podcasting and and being a guest on podcasts, that'll be available soon. It's called Rock the Podcast. And, And honestly, what's on the horizon, hopefully, is a lot less travel. Like right now, I'm in the middle of a crazy travel season from, you know, was basically traveling for three, I was literally not home for three weeks. And we just have a lot of trips between, you know, this wedding in LA and then just a lot of conferences over the next several weeks. So come mid-October, I will hopefully not be going anywhere for a while and can kind of like calm down a little bit. So that's kind of on the horizon. It's like there's just seasons throughout the year, obviously seasons, but seasons in work too. And it's just a really busy one for me right now. Really excited and love what I'm doing right now for work, but looking forward to a a calmer winter. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that would be nice for you to be able yeah. to just be home a little bit and enjoy the holiday season. Yeah. Where can people connect with you online if they want to find out more about what you're doing or find, you know, find your podcasts or, or whatever else? How, how do you, how do folks find you? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm on the social media, but um, jessicarodes.biz is kind of my home base, R-H-O-D-E-S. So jessicarodes.biz is my main website with my blog, podcasts, and videos. If you're interested in my uh, Parenting Roads podcast, that's actually at the Parenting Roads, R-H-O-D-E-S, theparentingroads.com, or you can find it in iTunes as well if you're interested in the, the parenting conversations that we're having, really just transparent and open and real. So I would love for you guys to check that out. Definitely worth looking into if you're at that stage of life where you're asking yourselves those questions as well. So before we wrap up, um, do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for some help or encouragement in getting things done and, and making a life that matters? I would connect with other women. I think it's really, and I've kind of figured this out. I figured this out more and more the older I get. And I'm, I'm young, I'm 28, but especially since becoming a mom, as I, when I became a mom, I, you know, as I mentioned, joined the different new moms groups and women friendships are just so, so important. And I've always found it in a lot of ways easier. Like I was always the girl that had guy friends, but female friendships are so just so key. They're so important and there's such strength when we actually come together and you get rid of like, you know, I think so much of the drama that you have growing up with, with girl friendships, but, um, having a really supportive community of women and having women that are there to support you in just all different areas of your life, from your work to your, your business, your, your marriage, people that you can really confide in. I think that's my biggest piece of advice is to find women that can support you. Well, I think that's the best possible advice to end with. Thank you so much, Jessica, for taking time to talk to us today. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. I really appreciate Jessica for taking the time to talk with me and to share her thoughts with us on how she manages her busy life and for some great suggestions and encouraging words for the rest of us. But what do you think? Do you have any questions for Jessica? Any thoughts that the things she talked about spurred in you? I would love to hear from you, and I know she would as well. There are a couple of different ways you can engage in the conversation here. If you want to share your thoughts publicly, you can 
do that by going to the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 107 and scroll down to the comments section, leave a comment or a question there. You can also post a comment or a question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the new group. If you're a member of the private Facebook group for the Productive Woman community, please be welcome to share comments, questions, and thoughts about this episode there. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can always leave a voice message by clicking on the button either on the website or the Facebook page. Speaking of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, if you haven't already done so, please join me there. This is a private group on Facebook where we can meet up and interact, talk about productivity. You can ask questions of me or better yet of the community at large, share information, articles you run across that you think are interesting, books you read that are helpful that you think others might enjoy, just general encouragement as we all try to live meaningfully productive lives and and make a life that matters. I would love to see you there. You can find the group. It's called the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. This is a closed group, so you can find it there, but nobody can see what's actually posted except those who are members. So find the group there, click the join button. There's a link in the show notes for this episode that'll take you right there. And if you click that join button, I will um, be sure and see it and let you into the group. And and I'd love to see you there and engage in that conversation. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, I'd love it if you'd help me spread the word about the productive woman. Please tell your friends. If you've got a friend who you think would enjoy the things we talk about on this show, show her or him how to find it in iTunes or on Stitcher, wherever you think makes most sense for them, and how to subscribe. You can also share this episode or any other by using the social sharing buttons that appear there on the website on the show notes for the episode. And again, for this episode, you can go to theproductivewoman.com slash 107. That takes you right to the page for this episode. If you just go to theproductivewoman.com, that takes you to the main page of the website for the podcast, and you'll see little excerpts from a bunch of different episodes. Find the one you want and just click on the title, and that takes you right to the page for that episode. And that's what I'm talking about when I mentioned the show notes. I, I, I say that because it came up in the Facebook group this week that some people didn't realize that you can click on those episode titles on that main page, and it'll take you to the show notes for that episode. So that's where it is. Love it if you would check that out, and if there was an episode that you like, whether this or any other, click on the social sharing buttons and you can share that episode right on your own Facebook page, Pinterest, Twitter, you know, Google Plus, wherever you like to hang out. And again, I I mention this often, but I haven't really stressed it recently, I don't think. If you haven't left a review in iTunes, I would love it if you would consider doing that. If you like the show, It does a couple of things. First of all, the feedback is helpful to me. It helps me know if I'm on the right track. In a bigger picture, the more reviews a podcast gets, the more it kind of shows up in the searches, the way that iTunes does things there. So you can go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes, and that takes you right to the place where you can subscribe to the show if you haven't already. 
but also leave a review just a few sentences saying what you like about the show would be really great and to that end i'd like to say a special thank you to Susie t from the usa who left uh, a review actually in stitcher recently and um, she was saying how she says i love laura's honesty and warmth she always has helpful tips and things that make you think not only about getting things done, but getting the right things done. Thank you so much for a wonderful program. So Susie T, thank you. I am so grateful to hear that you find the show helpful. That's what I'm here for. That's why I do this every week. And so I think that's it uh, for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thanks so much for spending this time with me and with Jessica. I hope you found it to be helpful. I hope there was something in this that you feel like you can take home and put into practice in your own life or that you got a word of encouragement. Uh, Let me know what you think, like I said. And in the meantime, I look forward to talking with you again very, very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.